Good Monday morning, RP physicians and support team members. I hope you have had a great weekend. I am in the middle of a few days of much needed and much appreciated vacation, but taking a few minutes out to touch base with you this morning. And so we are on to business. Today's topic was a write-in. Thanks for those suggestions, everyone. The topic is, what is the impact on RP of the expiration of the public health emergency? Great question, and I'm going to answer that and expand it a bit to cover government reimbursement generally. So first, let's hit the public health emergency and the related government support impacting radiology that was implemented at the beginning of the pandemic. There are a number of things that impacted us. First, Medicare advanced payments to providers, essentially a loan, in order to help them through the significant volume losses brought on by the lockdowns and suspension of elective procedures. The pandemic cost, by the way, uh, RP, something like $80 million, uh, as we had a precipitous loss in volume and did everything that we reasonably could to protect physician compensation and financially help furloughed support team members. So these loans from Medicare certainly helped us get through that time. And during 2022, we completed the repayment of the last of these loans. Second, at the beginning of the pandemic, the government suspended what was previously a 2% cut in overall government spending, including healthcare spending under Medicare. This benefited us as it was a temporary suspension of a previously enacted cut to our reimbursement. This benefit was reversed over the course of 2022, and the 2% reduction in our payments will now again continue into the next decade. Third, during the pandemic, the federal government suspended what are called redeterminations for the Medicaid programs. In other words, states were not allowed to remove people off of Medicaid whose income was above the amount required to qualify for Medicaid. This caused Medicaid rolls to increase substantially. And with the end of the public health emergency, states are now again required to assess who does and does not qualify for Medicaid and remove those from the program who do not qualify. Most experts project that at least 15 million people will be removed from the Medicaid rolls nationally. This is likely a good thing for RP, as those same experts expect that most of these people will secure alternative coverage through either the Obamacare exchanges or from their employer. We are paid better by both exchange plans and employer-based plans than we are from Medicaid programs. So, as long as most people find alternative coverage, as predicted, this should be a positive for our reimbursement over the course of the next 18 months or so. Those are the main items that relate to the public health emergency and the pandemic impact on RP. Kind of a mixed bag, I'd say. As for Medicare reimbursement more broadly, as you know, radiology and many other physician specialties have had three years in a row of payment cuts. Not a good time to do this in the wake of the pandemic, but that is what has happened. Further, radiology has taken a cut, sometimes a very small cut, but a cut nonetheless, in 10 of the last 14 years. In the other four years, we received a whopping 0% increase. And right now, we are scheduled to take an additional cut in 2024 as the relief that Congress provided to offset the 2023 cuts continues into 2024, but at a lower level. So there has been a lot of negative momentum in physician and radiology reimbursement. 
On the other hand, there are some signs that perhaps there is a break in trend. First, the MedPAC report came out a few weeks ago. What is MedPAC? It's the Medicare Payment Advisory Commission. It's an independent congressional agency that advises the U.S. Congress on issues affecting the Medicare program. In the recent report, MedPAC recommended for the first time in many, many years that physicians should receive an increase under Medicare. Further, they recommended that physicians should receive a permanent annual inflation update to their reimbursement. Hallelujah. Physician payments have not kept up with inflation for many, many years. In fact, the conversion rate that Medicare uses to pay doctors is lower in 2023 than it was a quarter century ago. So it is good to see that there is finally a recommendation to Congress to address this critical issue. Unfortunately, MedPAC's recommendation was for Congress to implement a permanent annual update to physicians' reimbursement equal to 50% of the medical economic index. Well, we don't need an annual increase of half the rate of inflation. We need a regular annual increase equal to inflation. In any event, this is just one step in the process toward achieving fair payment for physicians. Another recent development, on the heels of the MedPAC report, a bipartisan bill has been introduced in the House of Representatives by some of our champions, which would implement a permanent annual inflation adjuster for physicians at the full rate of inflation. This is a great step in Congress, again, supported by some of those who understand the importance of fair physician reimbursement. But it does have a long way to go before it becomes law. Its cost hasn't been scored yet, and it is expected to be very expensive. So Congress will ultimately need to have a lot of momentum behind this issue in order to find the pay-fors to push this through into law. This brings me to the final topic of the Monday Morning Memo, RP's Political Action Committee, or PAC. This is an organization that raises funds to make appropriate political contributions to members of Congress who understand our issues or are willing to listen and try to understand why fair and adequate payment for physicians and radiologists is critical to a well-functioning healthcare system. That the care we provide is critical and non-optional and that insufficient payment can lead to patient harm. It is critical to the health of our profession, to our business, and to our radiologists that our message is heard in D.C. Now, not everyone qualifies under the law to be able to contribute to our PAC. Most physicians and director and above support team members do. If you have any questions about whether you are part of the group that can contribute, please reach out to Malia Rising, the executive director of the RP PAC at malia.rising at radpartners.com. Spelling, M-A-L-E-A, Malia, and rising, R-E-I-S-I-N-G, malia.rising at radpartners.com. She can confirm your eligibility. But if you are a shareholder of RP and want to invest in the future success of our business, if you are a physician and care about the level of compensation that will be available to you over the long term at RP or anywhere else, or 
if you just care about our profession and making sure that we have the resources to continue supporting those members of Congress who believe we can have an important impact on tens of millions of patients, I ask that you strongly consider contributing to the RP PAC and reach out to Malia right now to do so. The limit on what you can contribute is pretty small, and so it means it's not a big investment, but it may just be the best investment that you can make. It also means that we need lots of eligible people to participate in order to have the funds that we need for our advocacy efforts. If you are not an eligible donor to the RP PAC, I encourage you to stay connected nonetheless with our broader advocacy efforts, as there are many ways, non-financial ways, in which you can help. That's all I have for you this Monday morning. I hope you all have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week.